And I think there's a new wave of women like me and you who are not satisfied just baking freaking cookies on Sunday and having playdates every week. That does not make me want to get up in the morning. That does not make me a happy mom. It does not excite me. I have big, hairy, audacious goals, and I'm going to hit them while being an amazing mom per my definition. So how do you turn your business into an actual brand? Well, my name is Bijal Patel and I've had 13 years of corporate experience working at big Fortune 500 companies and I'm taking all of that juicy firsthand experience and have brought it into my company launch. Within this podcast, you're going to learn about branding, vision, identity, mindset, and how to scale your business to the next level. So let's go ahead and own your brand. How to be an amazing mom and build an empire. I'm not talking about a side hustle and I'm not talking about anyone's definition of what it's like to be an amazing mom. This has been the topic that's been on my heart and the things that I've been focused on, studying like crazy, talking to my coaching groups about, talking to my other mom friends who are crushing it with multi-seven-figure businesses. And I've been wanting to learn what does their life look like? What do they think about in relation to living this amazing dream, the holy grail of being able to do both and? So I'm a big fan of the concept of both and. And what that is, is it's the elixir to either or. So false dichotomies is like, I can either, for example, I can either be an amazing mom or I can grow a thriving business. I can either, you know, build my business up to seven figures, multi-seven figures or eight figures, or I could be an awesome friend and wife and X, Y, Z. So a lot of times I'm speaking specifically to women, but if you're a man and you're listening to this, you probably feel the same way too. The funniest part is, is that like as we've transitioned in 2024 to dual income households, we're seeing women working a lot outside of the household, we're finding that roles have blended even more than before. Let me just put this big caveat asterisk here. I'm not saying that this is the right and only thing to do. If you live a life and you are a stay-at-home mom or you are not that involved in the business and you're taking care of the home front, that is amazing and you are amazing and you are living an amazing best life for yourself. So you do not need to be a career woman or have a business to be doing awesome. But what I'm specifically speaking to is what is appealing to me right now. So even if we had a bajillion dollars in the world, which we probably will have (laughs) given what our vision is and what our skill set is between me and my husband, I literally could never work four hours a week. I would go insane. I actually have a hard time like slowing down, really. Like when it comes time to holidays and stuff like that, I have to like ramp myself down. So I have to take a few days off before the holiday. And even on the weekends, I make Friday a light day, a really light day at work because I have to be able to come off of being in that mode where I'm boss mode. 
Then on the other side of it, it also takes me a little bit longer to ramp back into it. So that's just true for what my energy cycle is and what my focus is. So when I go hard, I literally go hard and I have all these mechanisms and tactics in place. Like at the end of the day, I have to get into some kind of routine where I'm taking off my business hat literally and having to put on my mom hat so I can actually be present with the kids instead of like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, do whatever you want. And then 10 minutes later, be like, why is there glue everywhere? And my daughter's like, because you told me I can do that. And I'm like, oh, yes. So I've blindly said yes to a lot of things. And if you're a mom, you probably know what I'm saying. Or suddenly everyone's watching TV or on their iPads forever. And you're like, when did I agree to this? Or you can't remember the evening because you were saying a lot of yeses. You thought you were playing Uno, but you're really on your phone. So In investigating what this looks like, a few things have come through to me and my intuition and what I've learned through the amazing wise women I have in my life. So I have a mentor who's in her 50s and she has a grown child, grown children. And it's amazing to watch her give advice back because she's an absolute powerhouse somebody who's a multimillionaire, somebody who's been a CEO for Fortune 500 companies. She's exemplary in what she does. And so when she mentors me, she's actually able to teach me from the vantage point of like, well, my kid's 33. So let me tell you what this looks like when you're, you know, when your son and daughter go to college or when they hit their teenage years and how things shift. So having women like that in my life I've started to accept and realize I'm just not the same. I'm not the average person. If you're like me and you're listening to this, you're probably feeling the same way. I want to give you overt permission that you do not have to be like the other moms. You don't have to be like the other moms. You don't have to be like Sue from school, who's crushing it, who's always on top of the notes, knows exactly when everything is happening. Their field trip form is early. You don't have to be her. And it's perfectly fine for Sue to be her, but you are allowed to make your own definition of what it looks like to be a good mom and an amazing mom. And there are some days you're going to feel amazing. And there are some days you're going to feel like you barely made it. And those are all perfectly acceptable because even Sue goes through those same things. So I've made new definitions for myself. And I learned this from Sophia Castro, who exited with her husband on a billion dollar exit And she pulled me aside in this couple Cabo retreat that we went to about a year ago today, December of 2023. She pulled me aside and she said, listen, I just want you to understand you're not going to be the play date mom. And I was like, what do you mean? And I immediately fought it back because I felt this wave of shame take over me. And I felt like I had to defend that I've had play dates and like I can put out a platter with the best of them. And by the way, my play dates are super fun because I'm getting like margaritas delivered for the moms. And we're just having a great time because I love being a host and I love having fun. I have that hyper feminine side to me too. Like I can get silly. I can have so much fun, not care about anything related to work. And I can be really, really silly with the kids. I have a fun mom side. So I'm not like, oh, they ate some cookies. Oh, well. Oh, whoops, they ate some candy. I'm not worried about that. Oh, my kid didn't eat dinner. I'm going to eat tomorrow. So I don't have, I just wasn't built like that. So I call myself fun mom because why should all the dads have fun? And so I like carrying kids around, throwing them around, acting silly, making up words, making up stories. I love doing all of that. Probably because I'm still a kid. It took me a long time to mature, by the way. Anyways, so... 
The point of that is she saw that in me to say, it's great that you do it sometimes, but it's okay if that's not normally a part of who you are. So if you do it a once in a while, it's great, but you're not going to be the mom who does it on a weekly basis. And when I realized that was true for me, it gave me permission to show up at like I actually want to. So I love having playdates, but now one kid a month gets a playdate and then we alternate. So you know, we'll allow the other kid to bring a friend over, but like one kid is kind of planning that and then we switch month to month. That's a cadence and level I can keep up with, with my travel schedule, my speaking schedule, my event schedule, and then the events I go to and just attend where I'm not speaking. It's a ton of travel that's associated with the business. And a lot of times we bring the kids with us. So I need to be able to understand, hey, what are different definitions of playdates? So what I'm doing now is we're traveling for a business mastermind trip to go skiing in February with a group I'm a part of. And I actually coordinated coordinated with the other moms coming on the trip for them to bring their kids too. So I was a heavy influencer in them bringing their kids and us putting our kids in ski lessons and making sure that they're all hanging out in the evenings together. They're going to have an amazing time. So our definition of play date might look a little bit different. It's not at home. It's not in Houston. It may not be with the neighbors or the school kids all the time, but we are having play dates, but it's by my definition. And the other thing too is I had this false limiting belief that I couldn't build a multi-eight-figure business while also being an amazing mom. And a reason for that belief system is because there's just not many women out there doing that. When you look at the women, the percentage of women who have a seven-figure business, I mean, just 1 million of revenue, that is literally 4% of women, 4% of women have a business that hits a million dollars of revenue. And and in in comparison to that, it's like 8 or 10% of male-owned businesses. So there's just not that many businesses, actually, that go beyond a million dollars a year in revenue, which is crazy. I think it's crazy to me because it sounds, I guess in the circles I'm in, it's like, that doesn't sound like it's a lot. I feel like that's a stepping stone because you start to absorb the people you're around. But the percentage of people who do that is slim. And I don't just mean small business owners. I mean all businesses. So for all businesses out there, only 4% are women owned that actually hit that mile marker. Then when you look at who gets to multiple seven figures, and are we talking two or three, or are we talking five, seven, eight, and how many get to eight figures, and how many get to multi-eight? The number gets smaller and smaller and smaller because somewhere along the way, women ended up having to make the choice, whether it was through their own or a lack of support system, that they couldn't get there without sacrificing their children. I am on a dead set quest to prove that is not the case. There are plenty of men who do it. There are plenty of big companies that do it. And the reason they're able to do that is because they put in a set of team and support systems that allowed them to do that. And I think there's a new wave of women like me and you who are not satisfied just baking freaking cookies on Sunday and having playdates every week. That does not make me want to get up in the morning. That does not make me a happy mom. It does not excite me. I have big, hairy, audacious goals, and I'm going to hit them while being an amazing mom per my definition. Do I provide for my children? Yes. Are they in private school? Yes. 
Am I, am I literally a reason that we can go on these trips and do these things? Forget just getting fed. They are living their best life and getting exposure to the best teachers that are out there. Amazing trips where they can learn from other people. They're getting exposure from the things I learned through my networks and coaching. They're then getting networked in with the children of those people. And me and my husband are literally putting together our 100-year vision for what are we going to leave behind for our kids, not just wealth legacy-wise, because we already have that on lock and ready to go and set up through our lawyer, but also what are we going to do in terms of educating our kids to be able to grow their wealth, literally go and be able to take what we've built, pour their passions in and be able to grow that. And when you take a look at that from the perspective of the Rockefellers versus the Vanderbilts, it is a, it's a minute part of the population that can keep wealth in a family for four years. Really, really tiny amount of people that can actually do that. So you have to be front loaded and be on the same team with that. And I'm lucky enough that my husband is a physician, has his own private practice. We both own a SaaS company together. That's his baby and he leads it. But I'm a minority equity owner in that business. And then I have my own business launch. We have three businesses within our family, so we are already have built the empire, but we have bigger plans to continue to grow that and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. A lot of couples end up being together in one business and they end up growing it. The man ends up being the CEO and the woman ends up being the COO. I don't know why that's the case, but that's what happens. But in my business, I'm 100% the visionary and in his business, he's 100% the visionary. So <clears throat> I guess neither one of us were meant to be the operator. But that doesn't matter. We'll just put the operator in place. And when you don't see things modeled for you, you don't know where to go. And oftentimes we just kind of follow the leader or we're looking for the voice. And I was so desperately, so desperately looking for that voice of the right woman leader who had gotten to multi-eight figures and was also a happy wife and mom. And when I couldn't find her, when I couldn't found her, find her, I realized it was me. And I was actually giving a talk. It was at my own event where I was just talking about this out loud about who I wanted to find and who I wanted to see. And it was the room that told me, it's you. It's you, B. That's your job to fill. So when you want to see something in the world and it's missing, and this could be different for you, or this might be what you wanted and somebody needed to say it out loud. And I welcome you to join me on this mission. I definitely can't do it alone. I won't do it alone. But there is something out there that you were uniquely destined to do, and you are allowed to achieve that without being a bad mom, because you can define what that looks like. You are also allowed to be a great mom and make money too. There are so many moms for some reason that are conditioned that like you have to be the community giver, so you're supposed to just give everything away. No, 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 no. Your expertise is not to be given away for free, cheap, or at a lower price because you think that you're helping people out. You do not help people when you lower the standard of what it looks like to get access to you. I don't play that game. I give out plen plenty of free content. You're listening to podcasts right now. I do reels on Instagram all the time. I do posts constantly on Facebook where I'm, I have a Facebook group. I'm giving, I do events. I speak at other people's events. I'm constantly giving information out that would move the ball forward for people, but I do not play when it comes to what I get paid. 
I do not play because I have a team under me and they have kids. They might be moms, they might be dads, or they might be investing into a future, whatever it looks like. And they deserve to be a part of a profitable business where I'm taking our profits and feeding it back in to the team, the system, the clients, and what we're building next. So just want to take a minute and thank you for listening to this. This one's near and dear to my heart. It is going to be my personal mission that I was put on the planet, and that is to be able to build empires and nurture children. So thanks for joining me. 